welcome to the SK Strength Show, where I try to help you make sense of all things health, fitness, and performance. This podcast is for people who want their exercise and nutrition choices to enhance their life, not consume it. If you're looking for coaching, then you can inquire through the link in the description or by heading to SK Strength on either Facebook or Instagram. So, hope you enjoy this episode and we'll get right into it. Hello guys and welcome to this latest episode. So this one I basically want to talk a little bit about why you should have as many markers of progress as possible um, within reason obviously. So last time I touched on a little bit how bad we are at celebrating wins so I wanted to basically talk about why you should have as many markers as you can to keep track of. Um, and just sort of the importance of stacking wins and momentum and what the effect that has on your motivation um, and why relying on just one marker of progress or giving one marker lots of power or significance is probably unhelpful, particularly when you're very new to whatever lifestyle change it is that you're trying to make. Um, And, you know, if you don't have some solid routines in place already, you know, someone very experienced that's been doing this for quite a long time, may do it a lot better if they're uh what am i saying there uh it won't affect them quite as much so like for me for example if my main marker of progress is the weight on the bar that i'm lifting it doesn't affect me too much if that is not going in the right direction because i've got lots of years of experience doing this whereas if you're very new and you're focusing solely on one mark of progress as soon as that dips down a little bit at some point which it always will it's never linear that may affect you a little bit more so I'm just going to talk about that a little bit so like I said already mentioned last week about how bad we can be at celebrating wins sometimes so I just wanted to sort of extend on that a little bit often people focus way too much on just one measure typically this would be like the the number on the scales um that's probably the most typical one that i don't know why it took so long to think of the word typical then when i just said it um that's the most obvious one that you would usually see people getting a bit too hung up on but also like i just said you know the number on the bar if you're very focused on performance and wanting to improve your strength things like that then you could get very fixated on that but those are the two ones that I see the most and both of those readings but I'm mainly going to talk about this within the context of the scales and body weight um, just because it's the most obvious one and it's the one that most people struggle with Um, so body weight itself has so much noise around each reading that you could easily get a quote-unquote bad reading on the scale when actually you're on the right track and have actually made progress so the amount of stuff that can influence how much you weigh on any given day doesn't necessarily indicate whether you've lost fat or gained muscle those are the two typical things that we're looking for when we're um, managing weight and sort of keeping on top of how much we're weighing whether it's weighing a few times a week, once a week, every every month or whatever it is. Um, those are typically the two things. So, you know, for example, you could have had a really, again, quote unquote, good week where you've 
hit all the actions that you've lined up to give you the result you want. So losing body fat, and then you may step on the scale one day and it's a pound heavier, or you've not lost any, or you've barely lost any or something like that. When actually you could have lost some body fat over that time, but your hydration is a little different, or you've got more um, food weight in your stomach, or you have eaten a very carb-heavy meal, so your glycogen stores are very uh, opposite of depleted, saturated. Um, So that, amongst other things, can basically give you then this so-called negative reading when actually you're on the right path. So this is why having more than one marker is important because if based solely on that marker, you would say last week I did not make progress towards my goal when actually you did, but it's just not shown up yet on this one marker. I feel like I've made that point now. I'll move on. Um, so yeah we'll move on to essentially the motivation side of things so one of the most common things I hear in um, consults and like calls with potential clients or even current clients is that they struggle with an all-or-nothing mentality towards diet and exercise or just generally losing motivation as they go and this is obviously really really common this is probably the most common reason that I get given to me as to why someone's not managed to achieve the things that they want to. And progress is always going to slow down at some point, no matter what it is that you measure. And that's usually when people lose that motivation and fall into that all or nothing and kind of give up and just decide they're not going to do anything. And like I say, if you only have one thing that is kind of motivating you and letting you know that you're progressing in the way that you want to, then it's much harder to see that you're going in the right way and to keep fanning that sort of flame of motivation, if you like. So if we've got several different ways that we're measuring our progress, it just gives you a lot more wins that you can celebrate and a lot more opportunities to make progress. And this, like I say, fans that flame of motivation a little bit. It's like the initial motivation you have to make a change is almost the initial lighting of a fire. But to keep that motivation going, you need to fan it with the wins that you're celebrating the discipline of the actions that you're doing to keep that flame going you can't just rely on that motivation that's not really even what i was going to be talking about um and again why not celebrate as much as you can why not you know a lot of people don't want to celebrate things wins that don't feel like big wins they want to only celebrate the big stuff so you know, if they're losing weight, they want to lose 10 kilos and they won't celebrate losing the first kilo when actually you don't need to lose 10 kilos. You need to lose one and then figure out how to lose the next one and the next one and the next one. And celebrating those points along the way will make it a lot 
more fun and a lot more enjoyable. And um, that's really what it's all about. If you make the journey enjoyable, it doesn't seem like it's as much effort or is it or seem like it takes as long. You know, think if you're on a train and if the train journey is three hours long, but you have very comfortable seat, there's not really, it's not a packed train. You've got kind of, you know, one of those, uh, one of the tables with the four seats around it. You've got one of those all to yourself. You've got somebody coming and asking if you want a tea and a coffee. And this is unrealistic, but imagine that the Wi-Fi is actually working as well. And you're, you know, just having a great time. You've got your favorite podcast on. You've got, um, yeah, you're just chilling, basically. That journey feels shorter than if you're on a train for half the time, but it's absolutely packed. It's full of, like, pissed football fans chanting and shouting, and you've got somebody sat next to you that's kind of all in your personal space. You're, you know, the Wi-Fi's not working and you've not downloaded a podcast or or you can't listen to the music that you want to listen to or whatever. You, you get what I'm saying. Making the journey more enjoyable is more important than getting to your destination quicker because you will give up at some point if the journey is not enjoyable, which actually, even if it feels like it's getting you there quicker, you'll get there quicker by taking your time and making it enjoyable because you won't keep giving up and having to restart again. So, yeah, that was basically all I wanted to say on that one. I thought I had something else, but basically I need to write these notes better because I just get lost in these words. I need to make it more bullet pointy so that I can, uh, yeah, get through it better. Or just keep pausing this recording so that I can actually stop and gather my thoughts, but that wouldn't be any fun, would it? So, again, talking a bit more about the scale weight. So, like I said, giving lots of power to this one measure is not going to be helpful for you. So there's no single measure we can use that is going to be the perfect indicator of your progress. Fluctuations are inevitable and they are always going to happen. And your mood and ultimately your actions are then under the control of these fluctuations if you are only using this um, one measure and you're giving it a lot of significance. And ultimately your mood and your actions are what affects you achieving your goal or not. So if you basically allow a negative fluctuation to get you in a bad mood and then stop you doing the things that are going to get you towards the place you want to be, then it actually doesn't really make a lot of sense, does it? Because you then stop doing the things that will help you to lose that body fat or will help you to get stronger just because you've had this one negative um, reading or negative measure. When actually, if you can just take these fluctuations as they are and just not put too much power on this one thing then you d don't get basically pulled off track 
just because your weight's gone up a little bit or you couldn't lift as much as last week. So looking after your mood is very important because your mindset ultimately is what's going to affect your then future actions and get you to where you want to be. I feel like I'm waffling today in a weird way. It's because I'm recording this differently. So on the other way of um, recording this podcast, basically on the browser, you record it in like five minute chunks. Whereas this way I decided I'm going to use the voice memos thing on my Mac to just record it all the way through. And I feel like I just need a couple of breaks. So I'm going to start doing that after this one because I'm nearly done anyway. So practically speaking, I think you should try to pick two, three things you're going to focus on. You know, you could have another one or another two, but initially just pick two or three things that you can measure, keep track of, and ultimately focus on to to see um, whether you're improving and getting towards that goal. And one of those can be more important than the other, but you shouldn't put too much stock into any of them. If one of them isn't quite going in the right direction, that's fine. You've got a couple of other opportunities to win. And actually, even if all three of them aren't going in the right direction one week, that's not a big deal. Focus on the actions, give yourself enough time to see progress, and then make decisions off that. You've got to make sure we're zooming out and having some perspective on have I given this change or this action enough time to achieve this desired outcome? So for fat loss, that might be that you decided I'm going to do 10,000 steps. Uh, I'm going to focus on eating protein and veg with every meal. And I'm going to get a minimum of two gym sessions a week. And if on a good week, get three in or something like that. If you just do that for a week and none of your measures of progress increase or, you know, go in the direction you want them to, and then you just give up because you're like, oh, well, these, this clearly isn't working, then you've obviously just not given yourself enough time doing those things to know if they're working or not. Because like I said, the fluctuations of progress are going to happen and they're going to muddy the waters. So give yourself, I don't know, 30 days of consistent action before you then decide whether something's working or not and like I said before celebrate every single win no matter how small it is you know if it's just that you manage to get one workout in even though you're trying to get two in you know if it's that you increase the weight that you were lifting by one kilo if it's that the weight on the scale dropped by 0.1 kilo, you know, celebrate every little win and keep stacking up this positive momentum because ultimately with a positive mindset and outlook, it's going to make the journey much better and you're going to, the more you focus on positives and celebrate wins, the more you'll notice other positives around that as well. So if you are, solely focused on celebrating wins, picking out all the positive parts of your day, of your week, and of your life generally, you're going to keep finding other positive things. And it's just going to basically foster this growth mindset 
and this mindset of um, that you can achieve the things that you set out to. This is getting a little bit um, self-helpy, self-development-y, isn't it? But that's fine. This is what it, part of what it's about as well. And one more thing on scale weight in particular. So practically speaking, I think most people tend to weigh themselves like once every week. And I actually think that's probably the worst way to do it for most people. Um, it's either, basically, I think you should either weigh yourself every day or nearly every day or not weigh yourself at all for like a month. And the reason b behind that, so if you weigh yourself every day or, you know, let's say every weekday or something like that, then you start to take away the power that that reading has on you because you'll realise just how much things fluctuate and just how much it actually doesn't have a massive correlation with the things that you were doing the day before or even the week before sometimes like you could have the most quote-unquote perfect day for your goal and then the next day you'll you'll weigh in the opposite direction so you could have like the most perfect fat loss day if that was to exist and then stand on the scale in the morning and you're a pound heavier and then you're like, well, how on earth does that work? And it just helps you to see it for what it is. It's just a point of data. That's all it is, a point of data along your journey. And ultimately, if you can basically realise that, that will just help you to not get frustrated and not let it affect your mood. Um obviously take notes notice of like the patterns and stuff like that but just ignore these negative fluctuations and i would basically weigh yourself every day and just take the lowest reading and just use that as your reading for the week um to basically take away the fluctuations and just get sort of the the lowest number which is what i did for ages without realizing that that was um the the what I think is the best way to go. Alternatively, if you are someone that just does get very hung up on the scale weight and you don't think that this weighing every day thing is actually going to work for you, then don't weigh yourself for a month and just focus on the daily actions that will that will slash should get you towards your goal and just completely ignore the scales. And then once you've been very consistent for 30 days, getting your steps in, get your gym sessions in, eating in the way that you're you've decided to to try and, you know, change your nutrition. Then you can step on after you've given your body enough time to adapt in some way and then see how it's gone. And if it hasn't gone in the right way or it hasn't gone as much as you want, then you can just adjust your actions from there and do the same thing. And particularly if it's gone down, but it's not gone down as much as you want it to. Remember that direction is more important than speed. So if you're going in the right direction, that's fine. Even if it's a little slower than you'd like it to be, that is absolutely fine. If you were, uh, I heard this the other day from Emma Story Gordon. Um, she said, if you were rolling a boulder up a hill, then it's fine if you stop every now and again, but just try not to go backwards. So try not to 
roll the boulder back down the hill. So it doesn't matter how quickly you're going up. All that matters is we're going in that right direction. And if it's very slow, then that's fine. Just accept you're in this for the long haul. So yeah, that's everything. Um, bit of a waffly one. I'm not sure if I got my words out right. I feel like I shouldn't. I've said this before, but I shouldn't do these straight after training. I should shower and eat and all that and then do it. But, you know, it's fine. I'm uh, I'm showing up and that's the important thing, which is another lesson that I'm not going to get into. So thank you for listening if you got this far and make sure to subscribe for more podcasts every week. And if there's anything in particular that you would like me to cover or any questions you'd like to ask me, then just go to my Facebook or my Instagram, SK Strength, or send me an email, admin at skstrength.uk. And as always, if you're looking for coaching, links in the show notes. But other than that, I will see you on the next one.